The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence <laughs> Jesus, to any topic stop. that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. <laughs> it's skeptical. It is. It's political. It's that too. And there is no welcome mat. Although I do like our idea, by the way, about of, getting cognitive yeah. dissonance welcome mats. Who's going to buy a fucking cognitive dissonance? Could you imagine walking into someone's house and seeing a goddamn cognitive dissonance welcome mat? I love the idea of a cognitive dissonance welcome mat because we say at the beginning of every show that there isn't one. So buying and marketing one, (laughs) well, see, so it creates a certain amount of cognitive dissonance for me. (laughs) And the irony of that is not lost upon, right. upon me. I not, guess. Not at all. I guess. I like that idea. The thing <laughs> is, is, like, in order to get the cognitive distance welcome mat done, you got to send the guy, like, $160 to get a proof done. I know, and then right? nobody would the buy one. most expensive welcome so, mat ever. So then nobody buys one. Right. So they have to get the proof done. You have to pay for that. And then nobody buys one. Yeah. And you're just fucking stuck holding your bag. And wouldn't it be amazing for all of the, you know... Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of rational people out there who don't listen to this crappy show, that don't know what it is, and then the, what, it would just be the most meaningless welcome. It's mat. like it's, it's like, like a welcome mat that's nothing but an in joke for yeah, it's a fucking the worst weird inside niche joke. podcast. Yeah, it's the worst inside joke you can possibly. <laughs> you got to explain it to all. Like, no, no, they open the show every week with there is no welcome mat, and there's a welcome mat. I know. It's, 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 <laughs> you see, you got to jump to conclusions. <laughs> I'm going to have one made for my house. Though. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. That's it's awesome. true. It's true. I'm a fucking idiot, and this is episode 210. <laughs> I'm still going to say you cocked up the beginning again. Though. I didn't. You, you did. You did. No, you cocked I it paused up. briefly you to consider paused my ass. the gravity of my words. <laughs> you cocked it up again. You know, and then there's always the photos that you see everywhere with the, the flies landing on his face. You know, I can show show you in the codes where he's got a strong connection to the Lord of the Flies, Beelzebub. Well, I call him Beelzelip because yeah. he had those yeah. flies stuck to his lip. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Scott Lively. Wait, wait, wait for it. He's going to uh-huh. say something crazy. Uh-huh. 
Yes. Is he going to say something crazy? Scott Lively, Scott Lively warns that SCOTUS could unleash the Antichrist by September of 2015. The reason I like this story is I love the specificity of it. <laughs> I admire this. Like, finally, they're going to, like, actually put a fucking start and stop date on when the Antichrist is unleashed. Um, what struck me as, as uh, surprising about this story wasn't Scott Lively. It wasn't his disdain for the Supreme Court. It was that the Supreme Court evidently is holding the Antichrist back. Yeah, they they keep him in like a little gimp box under the desk. Right? He's just like... (laughs) He's hiding under the... He's like, let me out. No, not till September of 2015. (laughs) Fuck. Go on and get me the Lucifer. (laughs) I'm going to take over the world. Not yet you're not. Fucking really old judges are going to stop you. I love this. This story is awesome. What it, there's some crazy shit that happens, but one of the things that he says, and he, and I'm going to read this directly. This is Scott Lively saying this. He says, "Wielding great military power, this self-aggrandizing human savior will, and he's talking about the Antichrist here, will force an end to war and impose secular uh, a secular humanist paradigm and religious pluralism as a remedy to the various forms of discrimination." which he will blame for the world crisis. Everyone will be given a choice at first to join the new order and gain immediate integration into its cradle-to-grave socialistic bounty. Just sign an oath to reject and renounce all divisive and discriminatory beliefs and supremacist theologies, he would say, and take this mark of membership on your hand, receive free food, housing, medicine, and all our benefits under our enlightened new order of tolerance and inclusiveness. What is bad about that? Bum, 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 bum. I, I, like, that is the least scary thing I've ever read. That sounds, it's, it's like tr- somebody trying to scare you about, they're, they're, they're saying something like, and then I'll take the blanket out of the dryer and wrap you up in it. <laughs> and while you're wrapped in the warm embrace of that <laughs> snuggly blanket, I shall feed you red velvet cake. <laughs> and then you'll wash it down with a cold glass of milk. <laughs> and if that's not enough, I'll dab at the corners of your mouth with a fine yeah. linen handkerchief. Like, after you're finished a cat may sit on your lap you may stroke it if you like you break welcome to hell none of this sounds bad you kidding me oh my gosh but he does he does give a date he says in the speculative scenario of mine the date on or around which this false messiah would emerge is yom kippur september 23rd 2015 the first day of the jubilee Whee! fuck is the jubilee what are these all boy scouts I, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is going on it's the jubilee <laughs> and you got what the what the fuck could possibly happen between now and september that could cause global chaos when nations are sufficiently broken and the peoples of the world desperate for a return to order yeah and you know he says he says in here like so after this horrifying scenario where there's an end to war and sectarian violence. Oh yeah. my gosh, no. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have that. We need the discrimination. Um, he says the uh, the persecution, the fifth stage of the end time chronology is persecution of the believers, who in this scenario would be characterized as black marketers, who refuse to support the new economic system and are thus blamed for its many inadequacies and hated by its adherents, even as the rest of the world lauds its savior and embraces his government, the Christian believers and Torah faithful Jews, 
Who are the non-Torah faithful Jews, by the way? The Jews for Jesus. What's Oh, yeah, the Jews for Jesus. Well, they're Christians, though. No. I don't even... No, they're still Jews. They're just for Jesus. Right. Like, I don't understand how this false messiah is even a false messiah. Like, he shows up and fixes things. Yeah. It's like a real messiah. Like, that's the actual savior, right? Yeah. Like, not like the not like Jesus who showed up and just got killed. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Fucking bang up job there, corpsey. But, yeah. like... This one actually shows up and stops all war. That's a super effective messiah. <laughs> right? Well, you know, God is giving him his annual review and being like, bang up job. Right. Oh, I mean, you really kind of knocked him down this year. We're willing to go 3% on your race. <laughs> well, I just hope it doesn't come true. I hope we still have a, have have war and violence and sectarian I know, struggle. So I'm totally looking to, for some good explosions and people dying and limbs being torn off. What could, seriously though, what could possibly happen between now and September? I mean, other than like a nuclear war or like Pornhub going down. Hey, don't even talk else. like that. Okay. <laughs> don't even say it. Just don't say it out loud. You're going to jinx it. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, So the Savior... Does he arrive on September 23rd? How long does it take him to accomplish all this good shit? Like, that's my only, like, that's my real question. Like, so September 23rd, he, like, like emerges, like, from the fucking womb of underneath the, the desk of, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, piercing the veil of, like, icky, you know, Come slime on. that he's been I... hiding within as he's, like, emerges how does how does the Antichrist become unleashed? All jokes aside, they actually have a giant circle of chalk in the middle of the chambers there, and they put the the, the pentagram on there, and they do the ritual sacrifice and all that stuff, and and that's how they summon. I mean, oh, I they gotcha. don't keep them under yeah. a, in a box, Tom. That's ridiculous. Uh, no, it's I, my mistake. He's, yeah. So they summon the Antichrist in right. his first and words. Were like. Yeah. This isn't a quiz nose. It's <laughs> just very confused <laughs> why he showed up in the chambers. But then Ginsburg tells him that they have a very nice cafe right. downstairs. The cafeteria in, in the in the SCOTUS building is just a very, very, very nice place. And they do toast the sandwiches. Yeah, and they have little doilies under the cups. So, it's really nice. There you go. I said, who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. So this next story comes from the Progressive Secular Humanist blog at Patheos.com. Christian homeschoolers try to sell daughter into arranged marriage. Um, so this is pretty sweet. Uh, 25000 bucks. that's evidently the cost um, of a uh, bride-to-be. Right, I thought be. they said 50k in there. They say, perhaps even more heartbreaking... According to Austin, the going rate for a Christian homeschool bride is closer to $50,000. I'm actually considering fucking reversing my vasectomy based on that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, I could sell a kid for 50 k <laughs> Sarah can make one literally every nine months. Right. Look, here's the thing. You give her three months off. It's a sweet <laughs> vacation plan. Right. Three months off. She's, she's making fifty grand time. a year, and she doesn't have to really work all that yeah, hard. She's got. She hard. really has to work two days out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> once to lay with you, <laughs> yeah, and once to lay the kid, right? Yeah, I mean, so you know, labor's bad, but I mean, the sex with you is, you know, that's the worst part, yeah. obviously. And let's and let's be honest, the first the the, the very first part of that is only like forty five seconds. Right. Of work. <laughs> so don't worry, I mean, it's, it's over not all work. It. It's a very short time. 
you almost don't even have time to punch the clock, you know? <laughs> well, you know, it is $25,000 if if the the bride to be has been sexually abused. Oh, because Jesus they said that that Christ. makes her a uh, damaged goods Fuck. and that halves the price um, in the homeschooling in the Christian homeschooling community. So that's and this is a this is a direct quote. Yeah. Christian homeschooling community consider her to be, quote, damaged goods and thus worth only $25,000. So lest anybody think that I am taking that out of context. No, no. Yeah. No, no. I am am not taking that out of context at all. Um, I did like this part, though, that the groom apparently paid for his bride-to-be in a series of installment payments. Yeah, she, he, put her, he, so he put her on layaway. She was on layaway. Yeah, he was on layaway. Yeah. That's a pretty bit good. Of, it's, yeah. it's actually a lay- on layaway, oh, I'll tell you the 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 homeschooling uh, homeschooling must be exorbitantly expensive if you have to sell your kids for that much money after you're done. I mean, what? How much do crayons and paste cost? <laughs> well, here's the thing: you don't have to sell them. Yeah. It's just a bonus of having kids that nobody knows about. Oh Jesus! Right? Christ. Because you know one of the great one of the great advantages of the homeschooling system is that you could conceivably you know do the home birth, right? So you could you could conceive a child, birth the kid at home, never enter them into the schooling system. Nobody even needs to know they exist. So when you sell them, it's all under the table income, man. The IRS can't touch that shit. It's like you have your own little fucking uh, sex slave business. It's the it's the human trafficking. I mean, right. this is yeah. this is human trafficking. Is. This is awful. It is. I can't it's believe puppy it. this humans. is this, that's exactly what it is. I can't believe that someone would do this. Now, the reason I think that this is this is relevant is because, you know, I mean, you're talking about Christian fundamentalism. What does this say about? your morals and your ethics when you when you're talking about the the where you get these things from where do you get the idea from that it's okay to sell your daughter unless it's the bible which it's kind of right in the bible first of all when i start typing into google bible sell it suggests daughter google suggests <laughs> the next word that is suggested it is sure does daughter sure does so it's not like it's not like this is some esoteric. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you could just swing over to Exodus twenty one seven yeah. and read when a man sells his daughter as a slave, she will not be freed at the end of six years as the men are. Oh, good lord! <laughs> Where would they come up with such a crazy idea? I don't know. Oh, Maybe their holy book. That's outrageous. I got to tell you too, like I think that's I think that's fucking lowballing fifty thousand bucks, because you can't sell them for. I mean, you got. You, I mean, you could probably got to keep them for five or six years. That's a law. I mean, that from a return on investment standpoint, five or six years. I mean, well, no, the, the you don't thing want is, them to Tom, spoil. Oh, but Tom, you can get twenty five thousand, and you can still whore them out the rest of the time before you sell them. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. Like if you turn them out early at like four oh, or five. Oh, oh, oh. No. You could just whore the kid out. Oh, the, the worst, <laughs> you got all these kids with these best if used by stamps on Oh, them. gosh. <laughs> it's not really an expiration. It's just. No, it, it just says somebody's name on right. it. It's like best if used by Tony. Oh, you God. Know? <laughs> 
Best if used by age seven. Oh, no. <laughs> Best if used by second grade. Oh, oh, who are we kidding? There's no second grade. Allah Akbar, Muhammad Jihad. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar, Muhammad Jihad. Allah Akbar. So this story comes from the Daily Banter. Dot com. You know, I got to tell you, too, Cecil, like we got a lot of shit because we only pulled stories from Raw Story and Right Wing Watch there for a little while. So I've been I've been venturing out into other uh, less lesser known uh, websites for some of this sure. stuff. It all links back to the same fucking know, AP stories anyway. Stuff. Yeah, it's all the same shit. Yeah. Uh, it's from the Daily Banter. Saudi Arabia arrests men for dancing because it makes people gay. Uh. Yeah, so this story is pretty much that Saudi Arabia is arresting men for dancing <laughs> because it makes them gay. It really does. I don't know what else to it say about that? You know, I think though, I think that the Saudi Ar- Arabian people, though, um, by outlawing dancing, have now two reasons to hate Kevin Bacon. Because <laughs> you know, if, if for one, if you're a Muslim. He's the, he may come to your town and sort of usurp your authority over the dancing band. And the other reason is his name is Bacon. It's Bacon. Right. Right. Yeah. I think those are the two reasons you can hate him. Now. That country is his fucking – that is a country that only exists and is – because it has oil. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think, I think we're being a little harsh on Saudi Arabia here. Um, it's our fault because of all the drones that they're outlawing dancing and – yeah, and throwing right. people in jail. I mean, it's our fault. It, it, That's true. It's our problem. It's our the reason behind this. I mean, you got to look at this in a totally different way. I mean, I think the problem is, Tom, you're an imperialist pig, and you're looking <laughs> yeah, at half, it. Right? <laughs> you're you're looking at it from a standpoint of you know the Muslims are at fault, right, which again. Right. Shows your complete fucking ignorance on this. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't think about that. You know, you're, it is true that that as a as a Western imperialist, um, it, it's impossible for me to actually judge another culture, uh, right? Outside yeah. of the scope of my right. my own uh, yeah. myopic worldview that's mostly influenced by bombs and and greed right. for oil. Yeah. Absolutely, and and if they want to jail their people, it's because they're selling us oil. Right. That's why. Yeah. That's it. They wouldn't be. They would not be um, using their religious police to arrest people for dancing if it wasn't for America. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And in the next story, they certainly wouldn't be sentencing people to death for burning a Quran and putting it on Facebook if there we we weren't somehow involved in the oppression of the the Saudi Arabian people. Now, now, hang on a minute, Cecil, because I take some umbrage with what you just said. The, the the gentleman in question who is going to be fucking beheaded right um didn't actually burn the Quran he just ripped it oh yeah so you know facts dude Get tell you straight. what fucking shiny brass balls on this guy for doing it and then posting it to Facebook are you kidding me yeah man this is an act of really like this is an act of 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 deliberate defiance I mean this is a politically defiant yeah. act you might um, as well light yourself on fucking fire with gasoline i know well i mean you it, know honestly it, it is similar to that you know I was, that was actually i was thinking about the the tibetan monks who immolated in uh you know in protest yeah, of the yeah. uh, vietnam war and all that you know nonsense and i was thinking like 
this strikes me as kind of similar. The inevitable conclusion in Saudi Arabia of filming yourself damaging a Koran is is not going to be fucking snuggles. No. Right? No, it's no. not like the fucking religious police are going to come by and be like, hey, don't do that. They're going to cut his fucking head off. Oh, yeah. With oh, an yeah. actual sword. How the fuck else are you going to cut a head off? A guillotine. Well, yeah. they're not French. <laughs> what the fuck? They're not civilized. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though, this is, this is about as abhorrent as you can get. And I have no idea how you defend shit like this. Like, I understand when there's moments outside of... When there's like intercultural things going on, right? When their culture is interacting with our culture and, and, and at least I can get behind some of the things that they say when they say, oh, well, it's our fault because of this. And it's I, I can understand some of that. I can't – I don't get behind it and I don't back it, but I at least – I can follow some of their arguments. But when it comes to this, how do you fucking defend this? How do you say, you know what? There's a guy over there. He fucking tore up a holy book and he's getting killed. And, you know, you got Glenn Greenwald being like, well, it's all, all political. It's all political. That's all it is political. No. Right. When they're killing their own people, when they're stoning women, when they're fucking they're they're putting people in jail because they fucking they had an adulterous relationship, when they're killing people because of random shit that has to do with their holy book, when they're fucking chopping people's hands off with fucking pneumatic devices <laughs> because they stole shit. <laughs> That's not fucking political. That is clearly because of the religion. You can't deny that. Yeah, it, it's it's not like he tore. Uh, he didn't go on Facebook with a copy of Huck Finn, right? Sure. He went on Facebook with with a copy of the fucking holy text. Um, and and you know, I also think that it is impossible to have a conversation about Saudi Arabia and about its jurisprudence system and say that that this is not religious they literally have no set of laws like they literally do not have laws they only have sharia they only have laws based upon the quran they do not get together as a legislative body and pass laws they don't have a fucking hum like fucking hammurabi was fucking how long ago and it's that like like we're they're not even there yet we're not even there yet in saudi arabia we're so fucking far in the goddamn past that we're not even to the point of fucking Hammurabi's code. It's there's no system of laws. There's just a fucking old book and a bunch of people who decide based on the old book. Sure. You know, whether or not somebody's head gets fucking cut off with a sword because he tore some paper. I'll be so fucking scared, Cecil, if somebody who like the day I'm getting beheaded. Oh, my God. <sighs> I, mean, I mean, this is just a fucking aside. I would be so fucking scared to be beheaded. And I'll be like, please do a good job. It's the it's it's one of the least unpleasant ways to get killed. And you know the funny thing is, is that people always say, "Well, you get killed. You just fucking you get killed and you get killed. Who cares how you die?" You know, there's some there, there's something to be said about yeah, when you're dead, you're dead. You won't feel it for very long, but at the same time, you're still gonna feel it when it happens. Yeah, I, I would. I want to go in my sleep yeah. after like drinking like seven bottles of fucking whiskey, so yeah. that I am so I'm like. I'm unconscious in a way that, like, is all of the unconscious. Yeah, that'd be great. A nice, totally unconscious way to go. Being eaten by a shark is a little less, oh, right? <laughs> you know? Be like, oh, yeah, I like getting eaten by a fucking alligator. You yeah. know, I'd like him to do a death roll. It'd be okay. Just a little death roll. Yeah. Maybe he could decapitate me when he does that. That argument doesn't fucking hold, you know? Like, oh, who yeah. cares? You know, it's like, you're just going to die. It's not going to hurt for long. It's like the terror. The terror of being led out into a fucking public square... 
in front of a jeering crowd of fucking idiots who yeah. are watching. Oh, this guy fucking ripped up the Quran. <laughs> and, and you got the fucking doovers standing there with a goddamn sword. And you got to be like thinking like, I mean, your best case scenario is that that guy's really good at chopping off heads with swords. That's like your that is the best case scenario. Is that like what if that guy like was on a fucking bender the night before, or like his fucking kid had a fucking ear infection? He didn't sleep very well. He's like ah fucking groggy, not really feeling it. Or like he like fucking twisted his back or something. He can't put oh. his fucking hips into it. Oh no, yeah, that would suck. Because then he kind of gets halfway through, right. and you're still alive, but everything is sort of severed from the. Oh my gosh, it'd be awful. You ever have you ever gone to work and tried to do something that you've done a hundred times before, but you just fucking struggled with it? Does that ever happen where you're just like, I've done this before? Why is this? Yeah. Why am I having I, a weird off day? Yeah, I call those stairs. <laughs> so, yeah. I have to think. I have to think that if you're a fucking executioner, sometimes you have a fucking weird Wednesday. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy who's like, first of all, getting fucking publicly executed by a fucking asshole with a sword yeah, is horrible. It's it just it seems, horrifying. Sounds excessive is what it sounds <laughs> like. Yeah. But then like have it to have the guy be like, oh, man, <laughs> not feeling it today. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> today is the day you're supposed to. I don't want to feel it today. Yeah. You really got to fuck. And you got to follow through. Like you got to swing and follow through with that big giant like fucking Indiana Jones Temple of fucking Doom scimitar. You right. know what I mean? Like you've really got to swing that thing. And that shit's fucking outrageous. It's like it's like sometimes even like the best baseball player fucking swings and misses. You know what I mean? <laughs> Actually that happens a lot, it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> like I wanna you think I wonder if there's like fucking baseball cards for Saudi executioners. Oh yeah. And they're putting like the hat out of the park. They're like pointing. <laughs> right. He's pointing. He's calling it. <laughs> He's pointing to the basket where he's going to fucking lay the head down afterwards. And, like, you got it. Like, they, like, trade him. They put him in their fucking bicycle spokes. You know, they make a thuggity-thuggity sound as they go through. Kind of like the sound of heads dropping off the I wonder if I wonder if towns could trade their head chopper offer with another town. Like, it's, like, a big deal where you're like, oh, we're going to trade our head chopper offer and our pneumatic chopper offer machine. (laughs) They got a free agency system. (laughs) They got fucking pay caps and everything on their fucking executioners. Yeah, you just fucking you draw the cubs or whatever, and you're yeah. just like, oh no. Uh, <laughs> then they gotta chop the head off a goat to get rid of the curse. And... <laughs> so this story comes from ABC News. Saudi effort to promote open society abroad in tatters. Oh, I know, right? So Saudi Arabia um, was trying to bankroll a center for religious and cultural understanding in Vienna. (laughs) (laughs) But seeing as how Saudi Arabia is an almost comically intolerant nation. Oh, gosh. I wonder if it's like I wonder if it's like the Museum of Science and Industry, but for Muslims. So instead of like a submarine, they have like a tour of the gallows and the hangman exhibit. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> you 
you know, the lovers that they have at the museum, if you're not familiar with the Museum of Science and Industry, it's a museum on the south side of Chicago where like kids can just fucking run roughshod and like play with a bunch of shit. And like at one point, they don't they have that? They have like a lever. It's like not a lever. It's like a like a like a wheel that you could spin and you can like generate electricity. Yes. Yeah, they have, it's like connected to like a Van de Graaff generator, right, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But down there, it would be connected to like the finger chopper offer machine. Yeah, well, it's still, <laughs> it's still connected to a, a generator, to but then the generator uh, is connected to an apostate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the coal mine, instead of the coal mine, maybe you could have like a child bride exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a Saudi culture exhibit would be somewhat lacking. It would, yeah. Yeah. You got to pay more with the child, uh, the child bride uh, exhibit to go in depth. Oh, you know, if you know what I mean, wow. you got to pay a little extra, is all. Wow. Yeah, one ride per customer. They did. They did talk Tom for a little while about uh, having uh, the Body World exhibit there, but they were just going to cover everything with burkas, <laughs> so they just decided not to do it. Trust us. Underneath, it's beautiful. <laughs> What a dumb idea. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. I love that it's just fucking imploding upon itself. Oh. Because you, you have to think that, like, that some that, that some point, like, somebody on the Saudi side is like, I don't understand why this is not working. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and people are protesting, saying, like, you know, I believe this center needs to be done away with. Either that or it has to speak up against these uh, unbelievable incidences, talking specifically about all of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's and the chopping place. of things. The various chopping and killing of humans because of a book. And they're like, oh, it's like religious tolerance. Like, we never fucking show at all in our country whatsoever. Wouldn't you, before you opened a center... Um, in another country to promote religious and cultural understanding, <laughs> wouldn't you want at least a little bit of religious and cultural understanding at home? Yeah. You know? Like just I like mean, a smidge, just like yeah. the littlest, tiniest bit in your intolerant, backward, hate-filled country. Yeah. it's What is it? Like shoot for the moon or shoot for the stars and hope you hit the moon? This right. is the moon. This is the moon. The stars are maybe they could... Not kill a guy for tearing up a Quran, but they can't do that. Instead, what they'll do is create a center to try to obfuscate that yeah. and somewhere else. Because that's all this is, right? What they're saying is, oh, come on, we're, we're totally tolerant. We should, we should have fucking cut all little fucking paper dolls with like Muslims holding hands with Christians. Come on, don't even know what you guys want. And at the same time, they're committing atrocities. Right. It's like, I mean, that's like having a in Nazi Germany having a fucking Jew exhibit. You know, we're just <laughs> yeah, like, 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 oh, yeah, like, we're fucking, this is us holding hands with Welcome them. to the Auschwitz Center yeah. for Jewish cultural, <laughs> yeah, it's like Jewish it's culture. Like, yeah, Jewish cultural uh, understanding and hugs. Right. Like, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So this story comes from the Raw story. Hindus want Pope Francis to discipline priests who declared yoga leads to Satanism. Um, may not lead to Satanism, but it leads to a lot of yoga pants. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Um, a group yeah, of Hindus does. is appealing to Pope Francis to intervene after a Catholic priest from Northern Ireland insinuated that the ancient discipline of yoga is tantamount to Satanism and paganism. I don't know how it can be tantamount to both. Aren't they different things? I, you know, to me, to me, Satanism strikes me as a you know, it, 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 nowadays Satanism is uh, just atheism. You know, nowadays Satanism is atheism. Uh, just sort of in a in a little different light. Yes, it's Satanism. It's atheism with a funny hat. Right. That's all that's it, it is. It's, it's, like it's, it's like it's like Satanism with a glasses and a dick nose. You know what I mean? Like that's all. It, it's like, yeah. You know, to be fair though, reading through this, um, he didn't just demonize yoga. Right. Um, he also had a problem with Indian head massages, which evidently will lead to the kingdom of darkness. Um. So I'm not sure exactly how he's doing the Indian head massage. Well, you have to if you go to get a regular Indian massage, you have to pay him extra, and they give you a happy ending. Right, and yeah. so that's the head massage. It's the little head. Yeah, that's the well, thing. <laughs> hey now, there's a part in this where it says Calhoun told Northern Ireland publication, the Dairy Journal, that uh, his opinion was in line with that of the pontiffs. Pope Francis said, do not seek spiritual answers in yoga class, Calhoun said. He stood firm in his belief, saying yoga possesses a spiritual health risk. And then he talks about, at one point, he says, uh, after he says the spiritual health risk, he says, um, I would refer people <laughs> to the evidence. And I'm thinking, like, is this the only, this is the only time that they ever cared about evidence? Right. I had you that know? same line highlighted. Yeah. That's like really awesome. evidence? I would refer people to the evidence. Oh, okay. Well, phenomenal, Catholic yeah. priest. Yeah. Let's talk about the evidence. <laughs> really? <laughs> like this is a road you want to go down? Yeah. I I I don't understand the backlash. Although I don't like we talk about yoga in the sense that it's like a fitness routine, right? That's how we refer to sure. yoga. But there is there is more to yoga than this. And my wife has started going to this Bikram yoga. And I guess they like fucking crank the fucking room up to a billion degrees. Super you gotta go hot, in there. It's it sucks. She says it's she says it's basically getting beat up for like an hour, you know? She goes to this thing. And she comes home and her and a towel she brings that she sweats in weighs like six pounds. Like this is a, this is a way you cut weight for the UFC, you know? <laughs> and she comes home and, and, and she was talking about it. I guess the woman is like chided her group of friends because they started like talking very quietly in class hmm. while they're doing it. So there's some, and then also at the end she'll say namaste and then like get in the pose and then say, go out today and you know, do good. All that bullshit, you know, like there's just all this sort of breathy bullshit that they right. say where it's like, it's like new agey garbage. Uh, and, and she says it's totally full of that new ageiness. And so there's a level of yoga that's not just, okay, get in the stretch pose and stand there for a few minutes and use your stabilizer muscles and you're going to hate yourself. Uh, it's, it's also there's a new age component that I don't, I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I'm not. And it's funny because I do yoga not every – all right, I haven't done it for a little while. But I used to do it every Sunday. It was part of the – like part of the gym I go to offers it. And it's it's like – it's like all the like hard parts about yoga without any of the weird spiritual yeah, shit, which is the reason shit. I tolerate it and right. enjoy it. And but I can't imagine being in a room 
doing the fucking weird pretzel design bullshit with your body that they ask you to do and not yeah. making jokes about it. Right. If I got chided for that, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm out of here. This is yeah. not this is not a place for me. That's ridiculous. But even so, like, even though it's part of like all this, you know, it 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 kind of fits into that sort of Eastern mysticism camp. The idea that, that the Catholic Church would be like, whoa, wait a minute. That's some bullshit. We gotta look at the evidence. Like, man, maybe you don't fucking start throwing stones, Catholic <laughs> Church. Like really? Really? Yeah. Like you're a you're a collective of male only dudes <laughs> who walk around wearing robes and swinging incense around and singing old songs to each other, and that's your path. Like at least there's exercise on their path. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take a break and give you all the information that you need to uh, become a patron or contact the show. And we'll return in just a moment for the rest of this debacle. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash DissonancePod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage, and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you can't spare any money... Take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from Salon.com. Lawmaker asks if swallowed camera can be used for female exam. <laughs> so this story hilariously comes out of Idaho. <laughs> Which we just recently rediscovered yeah. was part yeah. of America. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, so, uh, Republican, shocker, uh, Representative Vito <laughs> Barbieri. <laughs> um, made this fucking incredibly stupid uh, comment or question. Um, during testimony on a bill that would ban doctors from pre prescribing abortion-inducing medication through telemedicine. Um, and he, asked, he actually asked if, instead of a gynecological exam, if the women could just swallow a camera. And he had to be told <laughs> that that would be impossible because the shit pings people... <laughs> Um, <laughs> the thing I is, is I've walked in in the middle of my night, my, the middle of the night, to my wife shitting out of her vagina. <laughs> I've seen that before. <laughs> See, she just like ripping out a deuce, like right. I was like, "What? Well, Come on, that's, that's where the this is where poo comes from, <laughs> right here." <laughs> this is a dude who thinks that women just have a down there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she gave birth to a food baby. I mean, come on. <laughs> The worst part is when she has, like, corn and peanuts in there. Oh, my you know? God. Oh, <laughs> Literally. You know, if you throw a little cilantro and some lime juice in there, you can make a salsa, oh. though. I think. 
This is a man who makes laws. <laughs> who thinks that? Who thinks that? Like, there's like another region, right? You know, like, oh, look, it, 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 I, what the fuck is this guy thinking? <laughs> <laughs> this man's wife must have been appalled. Appalled, like, no, come on, honey. he hasn't seen the, he hasn't seen the JJ in a long time. <laughs> Just- I can't understand, you know, uh, somebody who would say this, why they would be so against sodomy, you know, if that's the case, you know, (laughs) maybe the whole time he's been married to somebody who's not a woman and they've been like thinking he comes home and he's like, that's a vagina. You told me. (laughs) God damn it. I thought it was weird that your name was Bill. (laughs) I mean, what an unbelievable lack of understanding about how half of the humans on Earth work. It's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? It's half the people. (laughs) You can swallow a camera. Just eat a camera. When you want to see a woman's vagina, have her eat a camera. What the fucking... fucking, You see, when when a woman eats a camera, (laughs) it goes down into the belly, and then it makes a camera baby. It comes out of her hoo-ha. And, then, and then nine months later, she gives birth to a beautiful DSLR. <laughs> it takes with a with a prime lens kit right there. What are you talking oh, about? That's amazing. There's a dude who can't understand how bodies work. I just yeah, I just swallow a camera. <laughs> yeah, you know you could swallow a camera too to uh, to to check out to see if you have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> See, there's a tube that connects the vagina. To the- <laughs> Women aren't a series of tubes. You see, but there is a, down there, there is they're a just tube. like a yeah. dump truck full of scary parts. <laughs> I don't know. They just have bits and bobs all flipping and flopping around down there. What goes on in the yoga pants stays in the yoga <laughs> you have pants. No idea what's coming out, what's going in. You just said all the different holes are interchangeable <laughs> down there. There's there's three holes down there. I can't figure this out. I just pray over this equipment. We speak over the PowerPoint presentations, the, all of the video projectors, and we we'll say, Devil, we know what you love to do in meetings like this. And we say, You will not, in Jesus' name, you will not prevent this message from going out. No microphone problems, in Jesus' name. So this story comes from Blue Nation Review. Uh, this Christian minister just prayed at the Tennessee Capitol to deny health care to the needy. I mean, really, these people who say things like this and do this, they must not understand any of the Bible with Jesus in it. Well, they they do. They just think that Jesus, they, they have a different imagining of Jesus, right? So they don't read the book. And they imagine Jesus as like a gun-toting, like super anti-immigration, fucking nationalistic yeah. Like ultra American, he basically looks like Rambo. Right, he's got the he's cut, he's got a headband on, long hair, and he's got holes in his hands. And he just like runs that's around it. shooting brown people. Yeah, absolutely, just, that's yeah. it. Like shooting that's brown it. people and demonizing the poor. Yeah, that's it. Like that's because <laughs> like, that's how Jesus like, was. He just rounds them up and shoots them with explosive arrows. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember that movie. <laughs> I remember that one. So this was part of a uh, the opening prayer um, given by June Griffin. Um, who stood before the Senate, um, you know, doing the whole shaky voice, you know, plead to God sort of bullshit, talking about, you know, how the, the, the Tennessee people don't want 
the wicked courts to go around providing health care to the fucking nasty unwashed, you know, like the elderly and the disabled and the low sure. income. Yeah. Because God would take care of them. No, God hasn't taken no. care of them. And there's literally no obstacles for God taking care of them right now. Right. God has zero obstacles. It actually turns out that you're you're mistaken on that. You see, God can't intervene if you have a government check. Like if you if you have a government check that gets any and the same is true for electronic deposit, by the way. So like if you get the <laughs> disability check right. and God is trying to help, he's like, oh, I'm here yeah. to help God. And he's like, check your bank account. Fuck. Electronic delivery of funds. There's nothing I can do. I'm only an omniscient, <laughs> omnipotent being. Right. I don't know why I put you in this desperate to position state to anyway. Begin with. Yeah. <laughs> I already fucked you anyway. Right. Fucked you once. Oh well. I was gonna, gonna see how God works. He's like a practical joker. He waits for you to get sick and poor and tired and desperate. <laughs> and then jokes on you. <laughs> oh man, remember that time when your life sucked for years and years on end, and it didn't seem like there was ever any hope in sight. Well, that's when he'll swoop in at the fucking penultimate moment. That way you'll love him more. I fucking, I, I just seriously don't understand how you can walk through life with that much cognitive dissonance. I mean, I really don't. You, you just, you, you are neglecting all of the teachings of Jesus to say, it's okay. We want to make sure that fucking only the people we like get help if they want help. You know, like yeah. if they, if they, it says, I'm going to read part of this. It says, praying for people to not have health care seems pretty asinine when you call it so-called conservative values. But this isn't the first time that 67-year-old Griffin has gone off the deep end. Uh, while a congressional candidate in, in Tennessee, uh, Griffin uh, was arrested <laughs> after she became enraged and stole a small Mexican flag that was on display in a Hispanic grocery store. <laughs> so funny. What the fuck are you doing? She said it was an act of war and then it insulted her citizenship. What is she talking about? <laughs> this is just a hate-filled human being. Like that's what that is. Like this is this is this is who they got. They're like, oh man, we need somebody to give the opening prayer. Who can we find who is like fucking Emperor Palpatine filled with hate? Yeah. <laughs> like like a, so filled with hate that it shoots out of her fucking gnarled fingers like lightning. <laughs> oh, I know. Here's a fucking bigot to represent the great state of Tennessee. You know, the thing about the opening prayers that is really telling, I think, is here's an opportunity, I think, to twist that opening prayer into something that is uh, like basically stealing time on the floor to push your own position. Oh, yeah. And and I think that that's that's one of the reasons why. You know, I'm not I normally don't care. I'm like whatever. They want to have a fucking opening prayer, an opening prayer, whatever. I fucking want to do a circle jerk, do a circle jerk, whatever you want to do. But that's one reason why I think having an opening prayer is is detrimental. Is that it's 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 allowing people a platform to have their own little hate parade uh outside of the bounds of anyone being able to tell them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's awfully difficult to argue with, man. I mean, like, because it's it's basically like there's no rules, right? Like all the rules yeah. of 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 order kind of go out the window at that point, don't totally. they? Totally, totally. It's just like, oh, it's time for me to fucking deliver a soliloquy. And what kind of asshole would you look like if you interrupted that prayer to say, wait a minute, you know, what kind of fucking dick would you be? So you've basically got to let them say whatever they want to say. 
and they get an they get an opportunity to just be awful. Contrary to popular opinion, God is not against sex. It was his idea in the first place. So this story comes from the Raw story. Pat Robertson. Women fuel sex trafficking by fantasizing about boiling oil in Fifty Shades. <laughs> I love you, Pat All right. Robertson. All right, let's let's listen. Now, this is this is not all Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson only comes in in the end. We're going to listen to part of this. We may stop it before Pat comes in because it's it's sort of a CBN News broadcast, and then we're going to talk about Pat. So this is the beginning of CBN News. This is. Uh, 700 Club. The sexualization of culture has fueled the world's human trafficking problem. That message was delivered at the fourth annual symposium at Regent University's Center for Global Justice this weekend. Speaker and Exodus Cry founder Benjamin Nolo told students that cultural attitudes towards women must change in order to end human trafficking. What's not helping with that challenge is mainstream promotion of movies like Fifty Shades of Grey. Nolo told CBN News that he is concerned that the film about sexual brutality has won such broad support. Okay, why is it then that the most most liberal places in the world that deal with sex in a way that's super progressive, why aren't those the hotbeds for sex slavery? Why is it always the third world shitballs? Or the the complete, I mean, even our, our country, right? Even our country where we're like fucking puritanical. Why is it when you have sex out in the open and you, and you sort of talk about sex and, you, and you're open about it, it suddenly becomes less of a taboo and it becomes less of this repressed bullshit that we have to like go out and buy a fucking sex slave? Well, it strikes me that, that having a nation that's so, you know, this is almost like the... Um uh, like the prohibition issue, you know, like when you when you when you create a black market for something that people manifestly want, which is sex and sexuality, whether that black market is a literal black market in the sense of of outlawing something or whether that black market is created because of some cultural bias against something like we have here in the States with our puritanical attitude towards sex. It strikes me that, that what you do is you drive sex and sexuality in, to some degree underground. Um, it doesn't mean that people don't want to engage in sex, but now they have to find um, or maybe that maybe not have to. But maybe some people will find illicit sex as sexuality um, rather than open sex and sexuality. Like it certainly isn't going to lead to like better, healthier responses to to human sexuality. You know, like, yeah, you don't have I can't imagine that there's like this massive uh, you know, sex trade slavery, you know, problem in, you know, Norway. I, yeah. It's just not the case, right? You know, I'm sure that there is some. I'm sure that oh, I'm, I'm not sure, going to say that they're, you know, they're to the same you know, level, that right? That there's, no, yeah. that there's no sex crimes or anything over there. But at the same point, I feel like, you know, go to the places where people are hyper-repressed. Take a look at those places on the globe where, you know, Show me a place in in uh, you know in in a, in a country where they wouldn't be able to show Fifty Shades of Grey and see how many rapes there are compared to other places. Sure. See how see how rampant sex slavery is in those places compared to other places. And I think you you would you would see a correlation there that that you know repressing sexuality is not a good thing. 
now the culture seems to be moving in a direction of um, not just endorsing or promoting the consumption of women um, on the part of men, but the, the violent uh, perpetration against women. It's, it's really, it's, it's kind of shocking in that sense to think that we have reached this point where, I mean, it, it seems like there is no conscience at all left whatsoever. Are you kidding? They're talking about fucking spanking in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I think I think the only people that are I, I like the I, I I've we've we've gotten emails from people that are more familiar with the books and the movies than I am, um, and they've said that there's some real issues with regard to the way that consent is treated in these books. And sure. So yeah. Yeah. I don't want to poo-poo that because if that's the case, then that's that's inherently problematic, right? Absolutely. So absolutely. I don't want to poo-poo that, but I think that what what you what you end up with. On the right, with a lot of these Christian reactions to Fifty Shades of Grey, they're not reacting to specific issues from the movie where they feel like consent is not, you know, a, a big enough part of the program in terms of the sexual dynamic between the two main characters. I think what they're reacting to is is that like is that people engage in BDSM relationships, is that people engage yeah, at all, that they enjoy yeah, power play, that they enjoy. Yep. You know these 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 sexual play dynamics, and I think they're they're just I think they're appalled, but but titillated and fascinated, and that's kind of why they can't stop talking about it. Right, right. They're shocked that something like this is even happening. Right. They're shocked that humans want to treat each other this way, and you and 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 I'm shocked that they're shocked. <laughs> this like, is I, nothing new. I'm, like I'm completely. You know, it's not like yeah, this is not a thing that's new. Power is inherently sexy. Like. Sex and power, they go hand in hand. And, and the idea that, that they're sort of divorced from one another, I don't know. I mean, like, are they really surprised? Like, are they really surprised, Cecil? They must be. Well, let's see what Pat has to say. <laughs> yes, let's. And NOLO is currently producing a documentary that examines how our culture has become hypersexualized. <laughs> hypersexualized? Are you shitting me? Yeah, that's us. That's our culture. Hypersexualized yeah. America. Ah. You can't even show a titty on television. <laughs> like, half the people in the world have titties. You know, can't show can't those. Show Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Can't see a hoo-ha on television. Not going to happen. Nope. Can't see a schlong. Nope, no not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could fucking, you could see it on like HBO, but you know, on on regular television. And you know, it's funny when I was in Europe, they show fucking like half naked. I'm literally half naked by, they're wearing like a G string and they're fucking tops out, you know, on TV after a certain time. I know they have sex on TV after a certain time in other countries and in France and other places. So that's not a fucking, it's not a, it, this is not a thing that, this is a thing that only America does, you know? I mean, in other places where people are oppressed. When it's funny too, because like, we're this hung up about sexuality, but, you know, we will show almost limitless violence. And yeah. and there's no yeah. you know like where is the where is the Pat Robertson and the Seven Hundred Club uh, screaming and pissing and moaning about you know the way that that women are treated in movies like Hostel or the way that like women are treated in movies like Captivity or the way that women are treated in movies like Black Snake Moan or the way that women are treated in movies like The Hills Have Eyes or any of these other torture porn movies that feature. You know, graphic depictions of violent sex, sexuality, rape, and torture. They're fucking silent on the issue. Now, all of a sudden, here's this Fifty Shades of Grey where 
And I think what they don't like about this, where where she likes it. Yeah. That's why now they're all, oh my god, oh my god, what if what if women are sexual creatures too? Yeah. Oh, oh, what do we do? Are you saying they don't poop out of their vagina? <laughs> Seriously though, like it's not like sex or sexual violence or or you know, consent or the consumption of women as sexual objects is somehow a new issue that Fifty Shades of yeah. Grey has rocketed to the front of America's <laughs> attention. I mean, yeah. this shit has been this shit has been on display. I mean, those, I don't even watch that kind of movie, and that's like the first five movies I could think of off the top of my head. And all those movies have like three sequels, and all those movies trade on depraved violence and sex and sexuality and and, and like. Why isn't Pat Robertson talking about that shit? That shit is actually, I would think, like, if you're going to fucking piss and moan about this shit, if that's gonna piss think, and moanable. If, yeah. If you're going to think a movie can change somebody's mind, why wouldn't it be a more graphic right. movie? I, I really think it stems from the fact that, you know, here we have a a movie that shows that sex and power play dynamics can be enjoyable by both men and women. And I think they're terribly threatened by that. So you're saying a woman has a thing called a clit Taurus? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> All Where right. is that? Hitting her butt. <laughs> that, that's her butt. And she, she orgasms every time she poops, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on. So here we go. <laughs> I'm going to play the rest. This is Pat now. I'm, I've been, we've alluded to Pat. Now here comes Pat. Pat? You made me think about that um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Is it apparently how many women have read the book and how many women have gone to the, to the uh, movie? Uh, it's about all kinds of sadomasochism. It's about bondage, about whips. It's about uh, boiling oil. It's about uh, <laughs> boiling oil. <laughs> no, Pat, they're not sieging a castle, Pat. It's not boiling oil. It's fucking if it, if it's any kind of oil, it's like lightly warmed oil. <laughs> it's not like boiling oil. Oil boils at like what? Like 500 degrees? Like it'll hit its smoke point before it boils. <laughs> you kidding That's me? That's actually a good point. I don't think I've ever actually seen oil right. boil. Yeah, I mean you really have to fucking crank that shit up to boil it, I bet. God damn, like okay, honey, hang on a minute. Oh, you're going to get out like some candles, Max? <laughs> no, I'm actually going to boil some oil. I'm, I'm going to scald yeah. the skin from your very body. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. I Nobody's love this. doing that. <laughs> uh, pour it through the murder hole. <laughs> uh, various types of uh, restraints. Uh, it, it is an unbelievable story of sadomasochistic bondage of women. Women are objects. And to to think that everybody is not taking it as, oh, well, that's just a, a quote, romance story, please, Charlene. This idea that, like, Pat Robertson is getting all worked up about it, how many times do you think he's seen it? How many times? Because I'm guessing he's either not seen it at all, or he's seen it a lot of times. <laughs> I'm doing a little more research. <laughs> Charmaine, I've got to do some more research. Hang on a minute, I'm yeah. going to... Can you uh, lightly warm some oil? I'm going to watch this in my private viewing room. Like, you know, just throw it in the microwave for like 10 seconds. That's it. That's all. I don't want boiling oil. Let's not get crazy. Just a little light. Just a nice lightning. warming massage yeah. oil. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story comes from Pink News, and I don't understand it. I just think you have to read it. I just think you have to read it. 
Uh, Pope compares transgender people to nuclear weapons. <laughs> Don't even. What? The Pope has compared. I'm going to read the whole thing because it's very short. It's short. And yeah. uh, I, my brain might break. The Pope has compared the threat of trans. The threat of transgender people? I'm sorry. The Pope has compared the threat of transgender people to nuclear weapons. Well, the hold on the- now. Hold on now. Before you continue. What is the scale for transgender people? Because we have like DEFCON things. I wonder right. if it's like <laughs> like penis, no penis. Like what's the, you know, I I don't even understand what the threat is. The threat, like, <laughs> don't make me transgender people. You <laughs> don't make. Do I have to come back there and transgender people? You, I don't understand what. I don't even understand the threat. The head of the Catholic Church made the claims that have come to light this week in an interview for a book last year. According to the National Catholic Reporter, he said, quote, Let's think of the nuclear arms, of the possibility to annihilate in a few instances a very high number of human beings. Okay. We're thinking okay. about it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what he says. So I'm thinking about nuclear weapons. Okay, good. Let's think also of genetic manipulation, of the manipulation of life, or of the gender theory that does not recognize the order of creation. Wait, what? I'm not sure what that sentence means. <laughs> Let's think about okay. All right, with the, with this <laughs> right, attitude, so do to, wait man, now. Do I have to stop thinking about nuclear weapons and start thinking about genetic re- manipulation? Is right. that how I'm it, not okay. sure. Like, what does that mean, genetic manipulation? I'm not sure what specifically what he's referring to, or the manipulation of life, which is somehow a different thing, or of the gender theory. I don't. Those are all really different things, and I don't know how any of them <laughs> well, relate. And they're all really, really different from nuclear weapons. Well, I don't know like, how those like things are those things. Like, nuclear let's weapons. Let's think is about porcupines, really the color yeah. blue, and popsicles. Like, <laughs> all right, why? I don't know. Pope. They said, with this attitude, man commits a new sin—that against God, the Creator. Okay. Well, hold on a minute. Aren't all sins against God? Well. Well, who now else just, are you sitting against? Yeah, well, now you're just using their own words against them, oh. and that's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new sin, just like the old sin. Anyway, this sentence I love. The true custody of creation <laughs> does not have anything to do with the ideologies that consider man like an accident, like a problem to eliminate. I I literally don't have any idea what that <laughs> sentence means. This I, sounds what this sounds like is is that he said a bunch of shit in Italian and somebody put it in Google Translate. <laughs> I don't understand the true custody of creation. I can't parse that for the life of me. The custody of creation. What could that pa custody of creation? I like if he had written the custard of creation, I would have. <laughs> I would have been closer to coming up with something that made some sense. And then he says, God has placed man and woman and the summit of creation and has entrusted them with the earth. The design of the creator is written in nature. During a recent PR blitz attempting to bolster his gay-friendly image, the Pope has yet to lift any of the actively homophobic and transphobic policies of his predecessors. So, uh... I cannot for the life of me understand what the fuck he is talking about. I 
I have no idea how you're making all the connections in here anyway. I mean, he's talking. I mean, it's really just fucking a non sequitur. He's just gluing shit together. Yeah, and there's no like, there's not even a rem- like the most remote attempt to get me to understand. Like, if you're going to tell me that that transgendered people are somehow going to cause annihilation, like you need to you need to start on one end of your fucking premise with transgendered people, put annihilation at the other end. And you do have to do some work in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> you can't simply say, well, you know what's bad? Annihilation. You know what's also bad? Transgendered people. And <laughs> just be like, <laughs> okay, I don't like like I would be like I would be more willing to buy the argument if it was trans fats. Right. <laughs> rather than trans <laughs> You know, I'm I'm surprised that's not in here. Right? Like, you know, God didn't create Trans fats, like what are you talking about? I think he's I think he's suggesting that that I mean he is suggesting at the end, I can kind of make some sense of what he says at the end where he's talking about, you know, uh God creating man and woman and creation and entrusting them and the design. I think he's saying like, look, it's not the design of of, of the creator to make a man that, you know, behaves yeah. as a woman or, that or identifies you know, is, as a woman. Is, yeah. I don't I don't mean to insult anybody, but I think this is what his comment is. So maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe. But the custody of creation comment. What the biscuits is he talking about? (laughs) You know, in the spirit of Google Translate, though, why don't you read? um, I I have a Google Translate for you to read. So I'm going to give you one. And and you read this just so we can end this. The Pope, um, you know, clearly I think they took his words and threw them through Google Translate. This is a this is a voicemail we got. Uh, go ahead and read the Google Translate. Hello, my love man. I was just listening to, but it is two o two, and you just give yourself a whole new character as usual, and you got to be skeptical, pot pie. <laughs> I mean, your room, the voice was outstanding. So give it a thought. I'm still waiting for a little more elderly Jesus in my life. <laughs> but I can go skeptical up by. Thanks, guys. Also, show where you know. Show <laughs> where you know. Uh, that made more sense than what the Pope said. It, it, it does every time. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, like a vomitous word salad would make more I would sense. not be surprised if the Pope said, and pooping out of your vagina is bad. <laughs> Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we're going to be back uh, on Monday with a brand new show. But until then, we're going to leave you with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. 
thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 